Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Thursday, April 15th. I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today. Today, my friend Rick Green's coming back on the show, and we are going to be heating things up, talking about the culture, talking about the Rona, talking about your constitutional freedoms and what you can do to get off the bench and onto the battlefield in the fight for faith and freedom. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Remember, today is is uh, we're getting closer and closer. I'm going to be at Mache in South Dakota. I hope to see a whole bunch of you there this weekend. You can find more information out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Before I get to my conversation with my friend Rick, I want to give a couple of shout outs to you off the benchers. Robin from Wisconsin, who wrote in to say, hi, Heidi, I loved your comment the other day when you said, I'm so off the bench, I can barely see it anymore. I feel like I can relate. I'm in my second year homeschooling my daughters who are high school and middle school ages. We moved two years ago unexpectedly from the home we've always known. And so this has been a huge adjustment for our family. We are also in the process of of adopting a child and dealing with the challenges that come along with this journey. Uh, I love it. She said, my faith has been strengthened from your messages and I feel you've helped give me the confidence to do hard things. I pray that God blesses you financially as you run for Congress. Thank you, Robin from Wisconsin so much. I love that you are homeschooling your kids and that you've got a middle schooler and a high schooler. So many people will say, well, I can't homeschool because, you know, my kids are in high school or my kids aren't in grade school, but you can absolutely do it all the way through high school. I love it. Susan from Yates City said, I'm working on removing my son from public school, taking in a foster child and also not wearing a mask. My family turned back to God when my life got crazy this summer. I was walking away from God and now I'm running to him daily and God is doing great things. You guys, I love this is, you know what? Susan, you just made my whole day. I love hearing from you guys. If you want to let me know how you are getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, or if you have a question, something you'd like to talk about at Mailbox Monday, you can do that. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. That's where we can interact with each other. You guys, before I get into my conversation with Rick today, I want to let you know that next month's study at MSI is going to be on the on the uh, book of Jude. I'm really, really excited about it. You guys are going to absolutely love it. We're going to talk about what it means to contend for our faith. What does it mean to contend? We are called as uh, disciples of the Lord Jesus, not to just sit on the sidelines, but to actually contend. We contend for the faith. We contend for righteousness in the culture. We are called to be salt and light, which is something that Rick and I are going to talk about today. And if you want to join us, the way to do that is by going to momstronginternational.com. Again, we're going to be studying the book of Jude starting next month. Right now, we're getting ready to finish up our study of my book, Mom Strong International and the Corresponding Bible Study. We have had an amazing time for the past two months, just talking about what it means to be a strong mother in the culture right now. It's never been more important than it is right now. And if you guys want to hop into that, you can still do it at momstronginternational.com. All right, without further ado, here is part two of my interview with my friend and patriot, Rick Green. 
No, they're not. And you're right about this silencing of debate. I I uh, was just shocked. I watched a, a news, like a press conference with Governor DeSantis, and I learned later he did it on Monday uh, morning, and it was fantastic. He's got wonderful doctors and epidemiologists and virologists on who basically disagree with Father Fauci and with the CDC. Well, he had that again because he had some scientists on the week before from Oxford and Harvard and Princeton, and they talked about COVID, and they were talking about how uh, the Centers for Disease Control were giving guidance that was wrong. They're saying, take these children out of masks. They don't work. It's not helping to stop the spread of COVID-19. And wouldn't you know it, YouTube deleted it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and these are doctors. These are the best of the best. These are the experts. I've been in Facebook jail since May, since April or May of last year, for sharing a video of a doctor that was on the ground dealing with this stuff talking about what's working and what's not working. Just simply wanting to put his information out there, right? Share this video. And I mean, that's what they're doing. They want to silence the opposition. I don't think we would be anywhere near where we are right now if we still had the free flow of debate and allowed people to just simply speak, you know, enjoy their free speech, say stupid stuff if you want, and let people decide what they believe and what they don't believe. But man, it's been, it's been literally, I mean, I know we use it, we overuse it, but it is an Orwellian 1984 situation of the Ministry of Truth dictating what the people are going to hear and literally silencing the opposition and then and then remaking. I mean, they're literally changing what words mean. Uh, it, it, it is it is a dangerous, dangerous situation. The good news is that we have the technology to get around them and we have the technology to reach more people. But we have to get average Joe citizens. We have to be the ones to do it. We can't we can't hope that Trump's going to save the day with a new social media platform or even Mike Lindell with all his pillows. And I love the guy. But even if he does, you know, even if uh, what's he calling it, Frank, I think, or something like that, um, you know, no matter how good that tool is going to be, there's still going to have to be action on our part. We're going to have to start being purposeful about saying, I'm going to seek truth. I'm going to find the truth. I'm going to start spending more time and not just being lazy in this. And I'm the same. I'm, I, it's much easier for me to just scroll through my feed and get my news that way. I've got to start looking harder. And then, be willing to share truth and be willing to take the chance that you might get kicked off of social media. I'm actually worried that I haven't been kicked off Facebook yet. Heidi, does that mean I'm not a good conservative? Because my wife has. I mean, everybody else I know has been banned, but for some reason I'm still there, which makes me think I'm being wimpy. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's a badge of honor, right? Those of us who've been kicked off and then and then put back on again, you know, I keep getting I keep getting flagged. They flag me every time I turn around, and I haven't been kicked off yet. It's surprising to me. But I also think that when we have opportunity, I love that you're telling people take a risk. Take a risk. So what? They kick you off. At least you're gonna at least you're gonna die on your feet, right? Well, and it's the same thing with the mask and all the other things. Take a risk. Be willing to to do a little civil disobedience here. You you asked earlier, you know, how do we get out of it? How do we stop the Fauci and bargain? It's not going to stop on its own. The, the 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 leaders that are enjoying this control, they're never going to give up that power. You have to take it back. And it's little things. I mean, it's literally going into in, you know, your your local, you know, wherever you shop, wherever you eat, whatever you do. And having a, a, a rational conversation with the owner about whether or not you have to wear a mask in there and, and getting them to open up. And, and frankly, for me, I only patronize places where they don't make me wear the mask. I just won't do it. I will not live by the lie. The one time I have to wear it is when I get on that dead gum plane. And until, Heidi, until you buy me a private jet, I'm going to have to do that. Now, if you've got one coming next week, I will stop doing that. <laughs> Hey man, I was just going to tell you the same thing. I just I wonder can there be like a Freedom Airlines? Yes. Can we get Freedom yes. Airlines? I would be willing to invest. Would you? I would and I would only fly on Freedom Airlines. I'm telling you. If 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 an airline has the guts now, you know, right now they're all woke, right? All of these corporations 
have bought into the idea that they're they're going to play the race card. They're going to start hiring based on race, literally spitting on MLK's grave. Whenever you do that, you are. Well, that was was that United who just did that? Yeah, United did that, and then you got Delta and American and, and Southwest all lambasting Georgia and any state that actually stands up for voter integrity. I mean, think about what these these states are actually saying, including my state of Texas right now, working on a on a on a on a good voter integrity bill. All they're saying is we want to protect your vote. We want to make sure that your vote's not canceled out by somebody that would steal a vote or that would would uh, would vote illegally. And so we're trying to protect your vote. And these companies are actually saying that that's voter suppression. Biden has the the gall to say that it's Jim Crow on steroids. Well, he should know because he said he was around 120 years ago and it was the Democrat Party that created the Jim Crow laws, the racist Democrat Party that fought for slavery, that did the Jim Crow laws, that had white only primaries up until the middle of the last century. I mean, they are the racist and that is the party of Joe Biden. So he knows all about Jim Crow. But to claim that this is Jim Crow, where you're actually trying to protect the vote of people and make sure they're not canceled out by cheating votes. And then these woke corporations that don't even read the bill come along and say, we're going to you know, leave your state or picket your state or what? Fine, leave our state. I mean, that's yeah, what we get need out. to start saying. That's get fine. Out. Yeah. yeah, we don't want you here. Well, and you're right. These uh, these woke corporations. I mean, it's amazing how much power they have. I think it. I read a headline the other day that said there were 90 CEOs that got together to fight what they call were undemocratic voter integrity laws. Not the least of which was the president of Delta. And I'm like, he says that you don't need voter ID to vote. Okay, I'd like to try to see you get on a plane. That's right. Try to get on a Delta airline flight and go anywhere without your ID. That's right. I mean, what hypocrites they are. Same thing with MLB. I mean, every time I've picked up my tickets at Will Call, I've had to show an ID to get my tickets to get into that stadium. And and some of this, I mean, listen, folks, it hurts. It hurts to not be able to patronize some of these businesses that we've all been fans of for years. I'm a baseball guy. I mean, I've been to, you know, 28 of the 30 major league baseball parks, coached my kids for years in baseball. We are a baseball family. Last summer, when MLB literally cut and pasted the Black Lives Matters Marxist agenda to get rid of the nuclear family, put all of that nonsense on their website on MLB. I said, that's it. No more. I won't give them a penny. I'm not going to a game. I'm not watching a game. I don't care who gets drafted to what or traded. I'm done with them. And that hurts because we love the game and we love going to those ballparks. But by golly, they sure required us to show an ID if we were picking up tickets at Will Call. But yet they're going to lambast and leave the, you know, have the all-star game leave uh, Georgia. It's just completely hypocritical. It has nothing to do with the facts. It has nothing to do with the republic and actually making voting better. It's all about protecting the Democrat base. And we allowed the left to take over these corporations. We allowed them to become the board members of these corporations because as believers, we receded from all of these different areas of the culture. And we said, if you want to be a good and holy Christian, you only go into ministry. You only go into, into church. Instead of saying, wait a minute, God's put a desire in your heart to be an artist, to be a, uh, to sing or to, to, to make movies or to, um, you know, go into business or whatever it might be, go in that area and take God's word there and be salt and light in that arena. We've got to get back to that concept of being ambassadors for Christ in every area of the culture. And we'll start taking the culture back. Yeah, I agree. And you're right. It is going to, it is, it hurts a little bit when we say boycott, you know, but I love that Tr- President Trump last week said you need to boycott all of the woke companies that don't want voter ID. They don't want voter ID. They don't want free and fair elections. That should scare us. We should be going, okay, you know, as much as I love Major League Baseball, I'm not doing it anymore. As much as I love all these things that we love so much. And some of them, this is why I really wish they'd get Freedom Airlines going, because I feel like I'm, I, 
I, I, that's the one area that I just feel like, well, shoot, I have to get on a plane. We're stuck. Some- I mean, we're stuck with that one. It's like there's there's no other option that's financially feasible. You know, and we both try to drive to engagements as much as we can, but if you're headed coast to coast, it's impossible. And so we do have to fly once in a while. And I would love it, man. I mean, any if if an airline would do it, think of it. I mean, half the country would flock to them. Oh man. Oh man. It'd be amazing. And then you got, uh, you got, you know, Joe Biden up there now with his federal mask mandate. So now when you go into the airports and I always tell people, listen, don't put the mask on until they, until they make you do it. That's, that's what I've been doing. And you know what? You, you're going to get to exercise your courage muscles because it does take courage. It takes courage because nobody wants to be called out. Nobody wants. But the truth of the matter is, if we don't start making these little tiny steps toward freedom and demonstrating that we are willing to stand up, they're going to continue with these draconian lockdowns, these draconian mandates. They're really illegal in many in many cases. And watching what it has done to the populace is absolutely heartbreaking. Okay, you it's mentioned, just heartbreaking. You mentioned doing that in the airport, so I got to share a story with you of a huge sacrifice on my part. I mean, this this is me suffering for the Lord right here. Okay, so I I do I do the same thing. I mean, every airport, I do not put the mask on until I'm walking on the airplane. I mean, that's just like I'm the I look around. I'm the only one without a mask. I smile big at everybody. Um, I did see one big biker dude with a big old long beard, no mask. I was like, my guy right there. I love you, brother. Anyway, so I I do the same thing. Well, the other day I I actually landed at the airport in Austin and uh, Kara was picking me up and uh, my wife. And and so she's outside and uh, she, or she wasn't outside yet. So I decided, okay, I need a coffee really bad. So I go over to get my coffee over. It wasn't even a Starbucks. It was like some, I don't know, local place anyway, but in, in, in the airport there. And the dude's like, I can't serve you unless you put your mask on. I said, Hey, Hey man, you're fine. I'm fine. There's plexiglass between us. I'm not, I'm not a threat to you. It's all good. Hey, I just want to pick up my coffee. And he's like, I can't do it. We're, you know, federal property. You have to wear the mask. It's a law. Well, Austin airport is not federal property. I tried to explain that to him. He wouldn't serve me. Heidi, I'm a coffee addict. I was willing to walk away. I didn't get my coffee. I mean, that's a huge sacrifice. I'm suffering for the Lord by not getting my caffeine into my veins. But it's little things. I mean, we have to do little things like that. And and even just letting other people see you without your mask at Walmart or Home Depot or your local wherever you go. And and I'm not, you know, I, I think we do have to, I'm a private property rights guy as well. So if that business owner and that business says, no, you, you just absolutely cannot come in here or eat here without doing the stupid thing where you walk from the, you know, the, the hostess stand to your table and then have your mask off. I mean, no science. But anyway, if they're adamant about it, I'm like, hey, no problem. It's your property. I'll go somewhere else. I'll take my, my, my money somewhere else. I'm not going to put the mask on for you, but I will go somewhere else. So I do think we have to be, you know, Christian about it. But there's a time to be bold. Christian doesn't mean being wimpy. We have to be bold as lions. And we've got to be willing, again, not to live by the lies. Yeah, and it will take. It's going to take uh, business owners. I mean, the, I my heart does go out to a lot of these business owners because this is their livelihood you're talking about. Which, frankly, this is how our uh, ridiculous government has been able to do what it's done because it's threatening the livelihoods of people, and so they don't want their livelihoods threatened. But this is like that story that we talked about and live not by lies. Remember of the green grocer? I actually had Rod Dreher on my show. Oh, you lucky! I need to get him. I have not had him on my show yet. Oh, oh man, I'm telling you, it's it it's a game changer because he totally gets what. Going on, and so he right he he it re- recalls the story that he writes about and live not by lies about the green grocer who's put this this communist manifesto like this communist fist the picture of it out in front of his store because they told him he had to he doesn't believe in it but he's doing it anyway and at some point his conscience gets the best of him and he takes the sign off of his door and I thought about all of the businesses that you know, right here where I live mo- most of them don't believe in uh, this ridiculous stuff they know that it's wrong but they put those signs up on their doors anyway because they don't want to get in trouble 
right? And so that's what they're doing it. So the green grocer eventually takes this communist uh, sign down off of his the front door of his store and it costs him. It costs him. The government comes after him. His, his kids are made fun of at school, blah, 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 blah. But he said the, the takeaway was that he was actually able to walk in freedom in his own conscience. His conscience was clear because he was no longer living the lie. He wasn't going to say that he agreed with something that he didn't agree with. And by putting that green grocer sign out in front of his store, he was basically saying, I agree with this. When in his spirit, he knew it was wrong. And I think Christians are going to have to get to that point. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. Um, in fact, we just had a shirt made that said the front of it says fear is not a virtue. You know, I believe big time in what in what uh, Ronald Reagan used to say, you know, that even after the shuttle blew up, in fact, in his speech that night after the shuttle blew up, Reagan spoke to the school children of America. And I was one of those kids. And, you know, I was, I guess, 15 at the time. And he said that the future does not belong to the faint hearted, but to the brave. And that's the that's the attitude that that we've got to get back to and constantly sending that message to other people. And I do. My heart goes out to the businesses. I get it. If if 80 percent of your community is saying I'm not going to come eat at your restaurant unless you require masks, you're you're in a bind. I mean, you got to do some, some financial calculations there and decide where you want to go. But you can help change that narrative and start pushing that 80 to more like 50 50. If you say, you know, on your door, hey, we're going to leave it up to you. You make the best decision for you. We err on the side of freedom here. And it's going to take more and more of that. But I don't think it's going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. I mean, even with people watching uh, Texas now without the, the, the mask mandate and the numbers are still all going down. Florida has been free for a while and the numbers going down. But even with the data, I, I, again, the fear factor, people can't see the data. So I think they need to see your smiling face. It's us as individuals winning people over and, and getting, you know, giving them the example that, hey, I'm living in freedom and I'm still here. I'm still alive and I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you should have been dead, according to Father Fauci. <laughs> you should have been dead. And I think for parents to be able to tell their children, listen, we're going to live in freedom here. I have been trying to urge mothers, do not put your children in masks. This is so bad for them. Don't put them in masks. I won't do it. I'm not going to put my kids in masks. I know that, and we knew this from the very beginning, the children aren't the one who are spreading this thing. And again, you and I are not saying that, that COVID doesn't exist, right? You've experienced this in your own family. We know that COVID is a real thing, but we also know that there are viable treatments for it now. We know the virus has a 99.9% survival rate, and that's the truth. And so you don't have to deny the virus exists, right? And that's what I keep hearing. You're just a virus denier. No, I am I am a denier of what we are doing about the virus. I think it's wrong. I think it's criminal. And parents can set the tone for their children so that our children are not afraid. I don't want my kids to grow up in fear. And this seems to be like a hallmark of the Biden administration. Who That guy is afraid of his own shadow. I mean, I don't know what actually is going on, but uh, he likes these Orwellian things. Oh, and what a horrible example for the country. If that's your guy, right? If that's your that's your focal point of the nation and and the the leader of the nation and constantly wearing a mask when nobody's even within fifty feet of him and and you know constantly speaking in fearful tones and uh, boy, do I miss Ronald Reagan and and the optimism and and Donald Trump's optimism. I mean, that's one of the great things about Trump is he would say, you know, this is going to be tough, but hey, we're going to get through it, and here's what we're going to do. And uh, you know, of course, I do think he he failed us on the on the whole Fauci thing. If he'd gotten rid of Fauci early, then then we probably wouldn't be in the mess we were in. But he wasn't a in a bit of a pickle. But uh, but look, I mean, every one of us, we've just got to start saying, okay, what can I, what's the little victory I can have today? What's the little thing I can do today? Um, whether it is taking that that stand as a business or as a patron of a, of a business, 
or, you know, like we said earlier, starting a class or, or getting, you know, maybe even making the decision to homeschool your kids instead of sending them into that masked environment. There's a lot of people doing that. We had a couple come over just the other night, really wanting to know our story of homeschooling so that they could make a decision uh, over this very thing. Because in that in their school district, get this, Heidi, they're, they're making the kids that won't wear masks that are coming in saying now that Texas is supposed to be mask free. The kids that won't wear the masks at school, they put them in the special ed classroom. I'm not exaggerating you. It is unbelievable. Talk about segregation. They're literally segregating the kids based it's on discrimination. Whether yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, so that family's saying enough, we're going to homeschool. And maybe, a lot, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are already homeschooling, but a lot of them are, have been thinking about it. You know, maybe that's your answer. And maybe it's getting on a board of, of a local co-op or running for school board in your in your district to get rid of this nonsense. But everybody can do something. It starts with just little things like taking the mask off or sharing a tweet or sharing a, a post to share that truth with other people. This is so cool. I don't know if you know I'm doing this, but about, I don't know, two or two weeks ago or so, I started asking listeners to tell me how they're getting off the bench. So I said, you know, write into me, tell me what you're doing. And I, they're writing into me. I'm probably getting 10, 15 of these a day. And they're saying one, this girl, um, Marcy in Kansas, she said that God had led her to start two grassroots groups. One is 40 women ages teen to their 80s, and they're using God's word to educate their families about current events. And the second group includes their husbands and another 200 people spanning seven counties. And they're bringing in speakers to uh, inform them, elected officials to meet, that kind of thing. And she said, this is how we're getting off the bench. Other people are pulling their kids out of uh, the public school. Other people are doing exactly what you're talking about. That's becoming a constitution coach and hosting these classes on biblical citizenship. And people are going, my goodness, this is my country. And if I want to keep the freedom, I'm going to have to get involved. And it really, it really does matter. I want to get your opinion about a couple of things that are happening in the Biden administration. I can actually say Biden administration now without feeling like I'm going to die from it. So I feel like, you know... (laughs) I feel like that. I feel like that's happening in 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 me. Uh, and didn't you feel really, like? Didn't you feel like the Fonz for a while? You know, when he couldn't say "I'm so, so, so sorry." You yeah, know? yeah. You say "but but but but." I never. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get out. I get it. It's I get it. Completely true. It's just ooh, it makes my skin crawl. But there's a oh, bunch all of the younger things. people that didn't grow up watching Happy Days are going oh, the Fonz. What are these people talking about? Dude, they missed it. I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's sad when you miss the fonts. I it actually is. showed my kids the opening to the Beverly Hillbillies last night just so they could see, <laughs> you know, the whole Ellie Mae Clampett and everything. Boy, they just they've missed out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm totally <laughs> ta- taking this off the rails. <laughs> and this was back when uh, when TV was actually fun. That's right. right. I mean, the Beverly Hillbillies was fun. The Fonz was fun. This stuff was was actually fun to watch. But now everything is. I mean, all the cartoons even. Hello. Blues Clues. They're all woke. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's but it saved me a lot of money because I just got rid of cable. You know, I mean, I was like, well, I guess I'm done with cable. That saved me a lot of money. And that was five years ago. I mean, I could have bought a new house by now, I think. I don't know. It's true. So so Joe Biden, who who ran as a, a moderate, the moderate Joe Biden, from what I can see, is nowhere to be found in the White House, right? Right. So he's supporting HR five, which is called the Equality Act. And this is going to suspend protections in order to grant special rights to basically transgender people, right? Yep, yep. And so when they say Equality Act, and you hear Equality Act, do you think that it is named for what it actually is? 
Every, as soon as they filed it, and even two years ago when they talked about this, uh, this similar piece of legislation, you know, every post I had, it was I had in caps IN, IN, and then Equality Act because it's the exact opposite. And, and you talk about a dangerous piece of legislation that infringes on your constitutional rights, your First Amendment rights of assembly, of, of freedom of speech, of freedom of religion. Pastors will be shut down for this. And if you don't believe that, check out Canada and other nations well, that have done Well, it guts religious freedom. Yeah. Absolutely guts it. It, it, it totally does. And, and, and it creates special classes. And it's amazing to me. I mean, I'm even, I, Karen and I were talking about this just the other day is how did it go from, I mean, 20 years ago when I was in the legislature, you, when, when you had the, you know, LGBT crowd come lobby for legislation or whatnot, most of them, they didn't talk about transgenderism. It was kind of the embarrassing part of the movement in a way, because they knew how wrong it was, how evil it was that you were literally, you're not going to win over most of Americans on this idea of, of, of literally shifting genders and something that was unscientific. And that was known to be a mental illness. I mean, up until just a few years ago, that was in all of the, you know, um, academic journals. So anyway, that I, it's been amazing to me that that has has become what they are championing and what they are now making their their focal point and what they're using to take away our rights, not just mm-hmm. to allow someone to do something, but to force us to participate in and celebrate something and to and to foist it upon our own children through the school districts and through mm-hmm. major media and all these kind of things. So it's shocking to me that that has become the focal point. But the Equality Act will make it even worse. And, and it's uh, it is an incredibly dangerous piece of legislation. Um, I, I hope that there will be one or two, whether it's Joe Manchin or another. I Democrat. was just to say, what, what do you think? I mean, it looks to me like like Joe Manchin. We've seen him waffle a lot. Right. I mean, he is a Democrat after all. But it's, it looks to me like right now, even with the filibuster, uh, he's the one who's got his finger in the dike of if he if he changes his mind on this, it's over because he's the one that's holding the Biden administration back from enacting this radical agenda. I tell you, you know, I would say this to your listeners um, every day when you pray, you need mm-hmm. to pray for not only Manchin, but a couple of these other Democrat senators that that they will that God will influence their lives, bring people into their lives and into their staff to give them clarity, to give them moral clarity on these major, major issues that they don't want to support. They do not want to go the wrong way on this. Um, but they, the pressure is immense. And, and not only the political pressure, I guarantee you there's blackmailing going on. There's all kinds of things happening to these people at this level. And uh, pray, pray for them to have the courage and the strength to, to hold this thing at bay. Same thing with, with uh, H.R. 1. I mean, this will destroy our elections across the country. They and call it the For the People Act, right? For the people, yeah. For, they, they mean <laughs> for the, those handful of people in Washington, D.C. that can control the agenda. That's, that's who they're really for. But it I mean, think about what it's going to do. You no voter ID, no rejecting of absentee ballots. I mean, it's a complete it's the laundry list of what the left has wanted to do with elections to make cheating absolutely easy. No way to stop it. It'll destroy the election process completely. And um, states are going to have to decide if they do pass it. States are going to have to decide whether or not to hold two different elections because they only have the power in the Constitution. In Article 1, Section 4, Paragraph 1, the second half of that paragraph does give Congress the ability from time to time, as it says, uh, to modify election law, but only with regard to U.S. Congress and U.S. Senate. And so what states can do if they pass it is separate their elections and have state elections for everything else and the federal election for, for House and Senate. And the only way we're going to stop them in the long run on this 
you have to strike that second half of that paragraph. It needs to be only the state legislatures, no modification by Congress in this case to take over um, these elections. So that part of the Constitution has got to be modified. We need an amendment on that. I'm a big advocate of that amendment. And, you know, Congress obviously is not going to propose that amendment, at least not while the current folks are in charge. And that means the states have to do it. And the states can do it on their own without the federal government involved. Take, it's going to take some time to get it done, but that is vital if we're going to save our election process in America. I hope you guys are enjoying this interview with my friend Rick Green. We're going to talk more tomorrow about what it means to be salt and light in the culture. You guys, we are called to get out into the culture, to engage. Uh, Salt does two things, right? It brings out the best. It brings out flavor, and it's also a preservative. And that's what we are called to do, to be in the culture right now. So I hope you guys will come back tomorrow. You're going to love uh, the next interview I have with Rick, and we're going to wrap up our three-day interview. And... You guys get involved in what's happening around you. Get off the bench and onto the battlefield, off the sidelines and onto the front lines. You can do it. You are literally here for such a time as this. I can't wait to see you guys at Mache in South Dakota. I will be there tonight. I'm on my way there right now. And I will see you guys this weekend, the 16th and 17th in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. For more information, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture for my final interview with my friend, Rick Green. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.